0: Welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name's Jason Newland. This is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. (sighs) Please only listen when you can safely... Close your eyes. Now as bit as I am recording this and I'm going through some quite physical stress symptoms. Which is weird. And I'll tell you about it a little bit. I won't go too much details, the physical side, but. And it started happening about a year ago and I actually called an ambulance because I was coughing continuously And my heart palpitation stuff like that. And racing. Everything was kind of racing a bit. It was like panicky, but it's not quite the same. Anyway. When the ambulance actually arrived, the paramedics, they checked me out and said I was absolutely fine. Nothing at all physically wrong with me. Which was annoying. Which is strange, isn't it? You're like, well, that's brilliant news. But at the same time, it, it, you know, i just called you out for nothing. But I kind of got the same thing happening now. But I know why it is. Basically, when something happens out of the ordinary, just suddenly out of the blue... And I'm rushing around, and I kind of don't know what to do. This seems to arise, so it's a case of just relaxing. So maybe you can relax with me. And you may be thinking, well, what's happening, JJ? It's nothing like major, not really, uh, but. basically what happened is I took Andre out for a walk this is about half an hour ago maybe 40 minutes 45 minutes ago took him out he'd been hassling me for ages to take him out just a standard Sunday evening thing took him out there's still light outside ish and I would get to the park and looks there's something moving on the floor and it looks to me like it's a bit of dog poo but it's blowing in the wind but nothing else was blowing in the wind around it so I picked it up to test if it was dog poo or not and I realised I was licking a little bird so there's this tiny little bird like tiny tiny little bird in my hand looking up at me first of all it sort of tries to get away from me but it can't fly but it doesn't look injured it just looks too little to fly so I picked it up and Just, you know, like, well, what, I had my gloves on as well. And I didn't know what to do. Because I know that the park, this whole surrounding area, has got lots of cats. Lots of cats. It's a hunting ground for cats. I mean, we've got fields and everything, also the park. I'm on first-name turns with about five or six of them. And I just know if that little, little bird just stayed there, it was going to get eaten. And I just didn't know what to do. So I brought it home and put it in a microwave. No, I didn't. I put it, I brought it home. Brought Andre home, he didn't, he wasn't happy because he'd only got as far as the park. He was dragging himself, so I had to pick him up, carry him. And I wish I'd filmed it actually because I put him down when I got inside. So he could walk up the stairs himself. (laughs) I'm pulling him, gently. Now he can walk up the stairs, yes, it's not an issue, it's not a problem for him. (laughs) He's just lying there, being pulled up the stairs. Refused to use his legs at all. (laughs) But he was manoeuvring his body so it didn't hurt him, because he's quite bendy. So he was just moving his head, so his body just slid up the stairs. And then once we got inside, straight away scratching at the door. So I'm thinking, what am I going to do with this little bird? So I've got it home. Well, it's not hit it's home, but, you know, temporary, hopefully. And I've got lots of boxes. I and mean, the first thing I was going to do is put it into like a plastic container so I could watch it, make sure it's okay. But a friend of mine phoned me and she said, uh, perhaps put into a box because if it if it's damaged itself, maybe banged into something, and it might be disorientated. So now it just needs to be in a dark space till it's ready to fly off. So maybe that's what's needed. So I put him into a box um, with a little uh, like a bed throw thing, just that. For it to sort of be in under on top rather and the other part of the box i put a tiny little container with some milk in another tiny little container with some water in and also some bits of bread tiny little bit bread and stuff because i've got no food for birds i don't know i don't even know how I don't know what, what they eat well you know I think they eat worms and which is I'm gonna to have to get up really early you have to get up uh, you have to be really early haven't you to catch the worm I did that, I did that joke with my friend on the phone and we both just we agreed we'd never mention it again it's like I can't believe you said that it's just really sad yeah fair enough and so now I've got this volvic bottle box you know it's it's one of those boxes that hold about 12 tiny bottles like small bottles Uh, 500 litres or I don't know thick hair anyway milliliters milligrams so it's in there It's got a gap in the side. Both sides of it. But not big enough for it to get through. There is a gap at the top that's big enough for it to get out. But I've put something to cover that. And I don't know what to do. I mean it's tiny. It's absolutely tiny. Now I don't know how big it's supposed to be. It's fully formed. So it's not... You know it's got... um, Sounds like I'm trying to do a profile for on some dating site. I'm trying to write one, write one out. It's fully formed. It's a miniature size though. Um, I. It's got feathers and legs and eyes and it looked intact. But it looked like it maybe hasn't learnt to fly yet or maybe it can fly and it's injured it's wing what I might do is take a picture of it stick it on Facebook and maybe anyone can have a look and sort of tell me what kind of bird it is because I don't know I've really I know about blue tits robins blackbirds pigeons uh Crows. Actually I'm not sure. Between the blackbirds and a crow. Um, Eagles. You know. I know sort of the main. I'm not. I have a book on birds. Don't I? Wait a minute. I'm going to press pause. I want to grab it. I'm back now. I've got. Pocket Garden Bird Watch book. Let me see if I can find the bird book. What I kind of want to know what the birds type, don't I? Really, right? It's not a sparrow. Oh. It might be a yellow-brown warbler. No, that's from Siberia. I wouldn't have traveled all the way here from Siberia. Um, I'm a little bit colourblind when it comes to birds. It kind of look quite similar to me. Field fair, maybe? Might be a thrush or reed bunting oh. Siskin. Um, I would say it's definitely it might be a wren. Oh. It's not a goldfinch. It might be a house sparrow because it's so little. Either it's little or it's a baby. Do you know what I mean? It's it is was little, but it might like well I'm little, and I. So it might be just a little version of a human like me. black cap nope chifanch chif chaff chifchaff, chaff oh that's a good name long tailed tit Um, I don't think it's a long tailed tit no pretty sure it's not a long tailed tit song thrush red wing no 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 I think it might be easier if I, if he's still alive, I mean, you know what I figured out and it's, it's a weird kind of decision. I figured it'd be better if it's going to die, to die safe, to die. It's got food, it's got water, it's got milk, it's got shelter. You know, it's not being eaten alive. You know, I know it's grim, but I think that's just got to be better for it. I don't know. It's, but quite often I wouldn't do that. I'd try and move the animal to a different, especially in the fields. I wouldn't pick a, probably wouldn't pick a a bird up if it was in the fields, because I'd assume that the. Because a lot of birds, they live in the fields, don't they? So I'd probably just leave it or maybe move it to the side. Because this was in the park. No birds live in the park. In trees, but not on the ground. What I might do tomorrow is go back to to the spot... And see if there's any bird hanging around. You know, like another bird, maybe a mother bird or a puppy, papa bird. Not puppy is in dog. Or maybe knock on the door of the house, because it might have fallen out of the tree. So they might know they might be bird lovers themselves, and they might be. The bird might have fallen out of the nest. It might be a wagtail. A green woodpecker. Wow! Imagine if it's a green woodpecker. You know one one thing that these birds have got in common, and I don't know like, I just not. I don't like to say it, but it feels a bit silly. So beautiful. They're just so beautiful. Birds are just so damn beautiful. And the only thing that the only the only bird that really annoys me there's only two birds that really annoy me. Two types of birds, uh, not not to the extent of sort of anger or or hatred, you know, not that like sort, of not that sad, but seagulls are very aggressive. I've seen seagulls be very aggressive in the past. I once saw a seagull try and eat a pigeon. I'm seriously, it was bullying it and then try it. It's like no, nah, not having that so I shot it and on beaches the way you know they're kind of a little bit um, there's that behaviour that you wouldn't enjoy in humans I know they're not humans uh, and also I used to go to well I don't live near a a duck pond anymore but I've lived in places where there's been duck ponds duck duck ponds and this is one of my it's, it's something I did when I was quite young from the age of seven to the age of or well, during like my childhood years that onwards from seven onwards we used to walk up to the duck pond it was quite a walk but Sometimes we'd have like a family dinner around my nan's, and we'd all walk around and it'd take probably about half an hour, forty minutes to get there. probably less, I don't know. but my granddad would be walking about a mile ahead of everyone. I think that was his bit of peace and quiet. I could never understand I said "nan, nanny, nanny Newland why is grey and dad newland walking so far ahead and she looked down at me and she said um, because you keep talking jason I said, oh. a bit harsh she didn't say that grey heron it's not a sparrow hawk I'm scared to look in the box in case he's you know I mean, if I have to catch him a worm, I'll catch him a worm. But you know what? I don't. I almost don't feel that different, much different towards the worm that I do towards a bird. It's like, it's another living being, you know? It's, um, and I love burgers, it's weird. I know the. Oh, what's this? Is it tail shape? No, that's. (laughs) They're talking about tail shapes and sizes. I can't figure it out. What I'm going to do, I'm going to get it. I'll bring it over here and I'll describe it to you. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So I've got it in my arms now, in my hands. This has done a big poo all over me. Oh. Oh, do you want me to put you back? I want to put him back. That wasn't a good idea, now I'll have to wash my hands. Huh. So, Just had to put him back. I pressed the pause button by the way. I'm not just moving really quickly. And he just squared all over me. So it's good that his bum's working, I suppose. But that might have meant that he was scared and I'd just. Like upsets me a little bit. I'm not. Andre. I think Andre might want my attention. Andre? Andre? There we go There you go I'll give you lots of attention I'm sorry our little walk didn't last for very long I think he'd have preferred it if I hadn't seen it so he could have just like eaten it probably that's what he'd do in the wild he'd eat little birds and stuff like that I don't think he would now I think for him if he came across something like a little bird it'd be more like sort of an experiment it'd be like ooh what's that so he wouldn't be out to hurt so I don't, he hasn't got that you know and he's not hungry he's always got food haven't you yeah are you a beautiful boy and he said to me when are we getting rid of the bird I said, I've only been here for an hour yeah but I don't want it here there's no room we haven't got room for it. It's, it's taken up this a little box. He said, yeah, but it's not fair. I didn't get to go for a walk. You did get to go out for a little bit though, didn't you? Oh, you give daddy kisses. You are beautiful. Yes, you are. You're the most beautiful boy in the world next to Milton Milton the little bird you're my second favourite now (laughs) I'm joking I didn't mean it didn't mean it shush good boy Oh, I had this, uh, when I was in London, I had this landlady and she loved me. And then, I mean, yeah, she liked me a lot. And then this man moved in called Bernard. His name was Bernard. And he was basically he just tried to take control of the whole house burned in the end I had to move out I couldn't stand it he was like he, was, he used to try and sort of tell me what to do try to tell me what to do I was like I want to get in there get in there for a bit Sit, go oh, in there for a bit. go on, get my jacket. You would if we were walking. <laughs> oh one one more kisses. His eyes just shine. You know, i look a bit like a cat. Just do that again. That's it. I'm bugger off. Yeah, so, so I got that bird. Andre's frustrated and angry with me. I had a bath earlier. I made a video last night, I didn't post it. I did a Jason Chats video, and I looked at my hair in the camera the back of my head it's a bald patch there's still hair but it's bald there's a bald patch with hair now the bald patch doesn't notice when I'm bald Which might sound like a weird thing to say. But when I shave my head off. Not shave. When I shave my hair. Completely to the bone. Completely off. Well yeah I do look bald. But. I just. That particular. I'm trying to word this so it sounds normal. That particular part of my head. Right. It's. Is it the crown isn't it? That part. The longer my hair gets, the more prominent it is. The more prominent the bald patch is. And for years, I've been fooling myself, or been telling myself. You know, since I was 32, I don't care if I go bald, I shave my head. And I shaved my head probably hundreds of times over that time. Probably not hundreds of times, actually, but many times. There was a time where I showed my head every week. Every Sunday afternoon, I'd watch... What's the TV show, the Superman show? Um, not Springfield, it's named after the town that he lived in. Strangeville, Supermanville, something like that, Smallville, that's said Smallville, Smallpox, Smallville. So I used to watch Smallville on Channel 4 on Sunday afternoon, and I would get my clippers out and I would shave my head. And admittedly, it wasn't to the bone, but it was as close to the bone as possible without a wet. I didn't use a wet shaver. It was dry. But it was... You know... As close as you can get. It's like the shortest... Shortest it could possibly be. Without being like... bald. But it's still bald, you know. Anyway... I used to do that. I used to I'll tell you what I used to quite like. I'd do that every day. Every Sunday. And... I would I had this moisturiser that I used to put on there and it was really smelled nice really smelled nice I mean proper mm. and it was, I used to use it for my face as well so I just have this moisturiser on my back of my neck and my because if you shave yourself. Especially your neck and stuff. You can end up getting a bit of a rash. So. I used to try and make sure that I was nice and and I know some people I've seen in the past. When they shave their head. Especially if it's like a crew cut. If the person's got any dry skin. It's more prominent because you can see it. Because right near the. You know. That's why I used to. Try and make sure that my scalp was nice and wet. (laughs) Moisturised. Greasy, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Now, I didn't do me any favours because I look awful with a crew cut. You know, I look better with hair than without hair. But... I was going, you know, I was sort of getting into Buddhism and I don't know what it was. I just, there's something quite therapeutic about shaving my head, my hair off sometimes. I've done it, you know, as just said, so many times. These days I'll do it and then it will be three months or four months to the next one. So I might only shave my head three or four times a year but I would prefer not to do it anymore go to the hairdressers but I can't do that I'm not I can't sit in the hairdressers with a mask on just nah mind you at least the hair hairs ain't gonna get up your nose are they or in your mouth So that could be quite good. But I want to see what my hair looks like with my face. I don't want to have to wait till I get home before I can see what my hair looks like connected to my actual face. You know? Unless I take a picture of my face. I have that on like a piece of paper. And then just hold that up, maybe on a bit of card hold it up <laughs> when he said is, 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 it, is it okay I can hold it up in front of me I say, oh yeah that's, that's alright just maybe just um, above my lips and below you know sort of down to my chin yeah that looks looks okay or maybe doing something even funnier and add a mask to it then that would be pointless, wouldn't it? I said to my brother, months ago, I said, and honestly, I said to him, look, if you want to make some money, sell masks. And he said, oh, can't be bothered. I said, what do you want to do? He said, I want to make money, sell masks he said oh that's just short terms, yes I said look it's the only amount of time before masks will be you'll have to wear them on public transport we'll have to wear them in shops we'll probably end up having to wear them in the street and he said oh because this is before we had to wear them they weren't compulsory at all and I was saying to him for weeks, just put a website together, it's easy. Do that. Sell um novelty masks, you know, ones with um like a face on or something, because you doesn't matter what you as long as you've got a mask or face covering, it doesn't matter. I've seen people in professional situations wearing masks or face coverings with something like teeth, you know, like a mouth on it. I saw yesterday's a boxing referee had one on and oh gosh this is really funny oh I was watching boxing on I think it was Saturday morning early hours and honestly this, there was probably I'd say 20 people in the audience they were probably just girlfriends family you know and they were spread out so it's just a few people, and it's being televised live on the zone, and so I got a free membership for that because I'm one of the beta testers, which is quite cool. So I have to fill a survey in every time I watch it to tell them how it, how good it was. And so yeah, the two boxes, of course, they can't wear masks. They also can't keep social distance either. Although. You know. That depends really. Not all boxes get too close to each other. And the idea is to not get too close. Not to sort of like dance with a person. And. The referee. Was wearing a mask with. A part of the mouth, looked like it had a part of the mouth missing, but it wasn't. It was a uh, drawn on kind of grin or something like that. And also a couple of other people had those similar face coverings on with those masks. And one of the presenters, one of the, I guess he's big in America, I'm not sure, but I don't really know him. He, I know most of the ones in the UK the sports presenters it's all for boxing and that <laughs> but this bloke I couldn't believe it he had he had a mask on and he had protection gloves on his big rubber gloves on and he was holding a microphone and he was introducing the next you know, the next fight. And on one of his fingers over the glove, had this massive ring. Like, you know, really expensive ring. Expensive looking. (laughs) It just looked ridiculous. It looked really, really silly. I mean, really. If anything, I would say he probably had to get that ring extended and made bigger so that he could wear it over the plastic gloves. Because they weren't small gloves. They weren't the sort that you could do surgery with. They were more like the ones that you clean a toilet with. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. It was so well wasn't that funny now I think about it. it seemed funny at the time. So yeah, this um I said to my brother just, it's, it's going to be so much call cool for these masks it's going to be compulsory and it's become compulsory bit by bit over time and it's only a matter of time I reckon before you know can't even walk through the street without them on and you might say well why didn't I do that I don't know if you've noticed but I'm not really about the money I'm not I'm not motivated by money I wish I was because my life would be a lot easier and when I set my mind for something I pretty usually get results especially sort of with jobs and you know when I was sales and stuff I was good at sales but I don't I go through periods I have these periods when like another bill comes through another payment is due and it's like and I'm thinking I could be I could be I could be getting four or five hundred dollars a month from the adverts and then that's not enough for me to earn a living you know, I can't do that. You know, that's that's a nice little part-time job added on to a full-time job. Extra five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars you know, as it goes up gradually over the months. I mean, that'd, that'd be a nice, you know, huge, you know... Um, yeah, it could change my lifestyle dramatically if I was working... Because then I could have that as a part-time business, but as a part-time job. But then I wouldn't be able to make as many recordings. <laughs> Just remembering when I was working. And I worked for most of the time that i would been making these recordings. You know, not these, let me bore you to sleep ones. But when I did, by the way, I feel a lot more relaxed now. Thank you, thank you for asking. Um, I, because when I started this in 2006, I was working full time until 2007 summer. And I was working, I was working full time until, um, I think September 2006. And then I went part-time because I'd been I'd be ill with stress and stuff. So I went, but I wanted to keep the job. I didn't want to lose the job. I liked the job, actually. And I went part-time. And I could afford to live on the part-time wages. So I was, it was a win-win for me because it gave me extra time to do other things. So... I was able to volunteer more at the uh, drug rehab alcohol uh, charities as well as see people for the chronic pain relief as well as make recordings as well for the internet and then I think it's I think it was June two thousand and seven. My boss called me into the office and said you need to go either full time back back full time or leave now i don't think i'm not sure if you actually had the power to do that but you know their H, they their their hr department was one lady very lovely lady by the way but one lady sitting on a chair and a little of desk outside the manager's office and my my desk was right behind hers, so she was a wonderful but I really liked her a lot. But I think from an h r department i mean she was lovely she was really if you ever want to meet someone that's just really nice, she was i can't remember her name, but she was really really nice person. I forgot about her until just now. yeah, she was great. And so, because I used to see her every day, because she'd be sitting there, so she was almost like part of my team, even though she wasn't. You know, she was in charge of the HR, human resources. But she just did what you know, what she was told, and I don't know if if it was. I don't know if it's allowed to push someone to go. Full time when they are going part time due to illness. And I was on medication, I was on Prozac and stuff. Anyway, what happened next changed my life. Uh, Because I suppose it's gonna really, isn't it? Whatever you do next changes your life, maybe. But it was, I liked that job. I haven't liked many jobs that I've had. I liked that job because it suited my skill set. Because one thing that I didn't realise I was good at until I did that job is listening. I can listen. And my job was to listen to calls come in. Uh, listen to all the all, all the people who worked there, and it we was split between two of us, and maybe a third person if we got couldn't do all. But we listened to I think I think it was something like four calls for each person that worked in a company. That was in the customer service, renewals, and sales. And it wasn't that many. It wasn't a huge amount of people. We had all month to do it. So, I don't know how many I'd do a day, but it you know it'd take basically the length of the call plus maybe tw- maybe twice the length of the call if it was a complicated one. I have to keep rewinding it because perhaps the person didn't speak clearly, or you know, sort of, did they ask the question correctly? And so. And it was a very responsible job in the sense of people that work there if they didn't do their job properly they'd lose money. And because they'd be on a bonus and they'd lose their bonus or part of their bonus by not doing the thing. I didn't like that. I didn't like that part of it. Because I've been in that position I've had my bonus taken away And I felt like I'd been mucked, really. Yeah, I lost. I think in my last sales job, I can't remember what the circumstances were, but I wasn't in a great, great space at the time. And but anyway, the yeah, I'd failed one of the the. things that they did I didn't ask something in a certain way that I was supposed to and they kept changing the rules and it wasn't clear on what the rules were and I lost I think £200 off of my bonus for the month which was probably at that time probably about half my money half my bonus rather because the bonuses weren't very good at the time it wasn't particularly busy I might have the facts wrong it might not have been that much it might be more and at the time they were were laying people off the whole departments were like leaving because of the redundancies and all that kind of stuff Um, so it was a really weird time and then to take that money off me and I said to my boss, I feel like I've been mugged. I feel like you just mugged me. Not mugged me off, but mugged me. Literally took the money out of my wallet. So he took me into a room and he told me off. That's how I felt. At one time, he actually he did take me into the room. He said, come room. He sat me down and he said, I said, what do you want? What's, what's wrong? I said, he said to me, you look like you're going to punch me wow I, was, I wasn't happy you know with the situation but <laughs> this bloke is about twice my size ex-boxer and a rugby player I mean I probably <laughs> I was going to punch him yeah right it was funny it was like I started laughing I said like, come on I'm like a little child compared to you we kissed and cuddled. We did. It's just you know. It's like no, I don't. I don't get like that when I'm at work. I was just mildly peeved. Losing money is, especially with a job in sales. It's hard work. It's not easy. You know, sales. For those that are earning nothing, it's easy work. For those that actually try and are aiming to earn money bonus, then it's hard work. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the lowest paid, e- easy job you'll ever have if you can get away with it. But it's the hardest, it's one of the hardest paid jobs you'll ever have, high paid jobs, because you really have to work really hard if you want to make the money now, I never I never really got financially rewarded properly I don't think for what I did you know I think I worked out I was selling about half a million pounds worth of car insurance a year and my bonus was about 12,000 pound worked that out I mean, it's ridiculous, I should be, I should have been on, as far as I'm concerned, I should be on 10%, I should be on 50 grand. Any salesperson that sells double glazing, that sells stuff, they're on a percentage. Normally you would get about 5, 10, 15, 20% even. So I should have been on 50 grand a year. I could have had um, people working with me. I could have employed people to, to work with me. Oh yes, I've now flown off into a different universe again. Sorry. But anyway, this, this manager, Phil his name was, he was, he was a nice bloke. Um, I think his name was Phil. And he said, basically what happened is my manager... My line supervisor, there was only three of us working together, him and me and um, Pam, Pammy, I Pammy and we worked together, me and her worked closely together, and then he was sort of in charge of us, and he'd do the overflow and he'd also he'd remark so. Um, he'd listen to recordings that we'd marked to make sure that we were doing agile properly or if and this this happened quite a lot is a salesperson well actually sometimes it was customer service one particular person but I loved her so much I didn't care um And a couple of people in the renewals department would really, because they were high achievers, they they, um, used to get good bonuses, but they didn't always do their job properly. In a sense of asking the correct questions and getting the correct information. And they'd come back, they'd even come up themselves and start making a fuss. Or that the team leader would come up and say, That's not right, he's, he's gonna lose 200 pounds. And I could, I'd never lost money before until after that, you know, so I'd never really experienced it before. Now I have experienced it, I can understand how frustrating it is. But, because when I was working at this place, I was the most compliant person that ever had. Seriously, when I was in sales... At this company that it was... Um, I can't remember the name of the company... Anyway, I was in sales for, from... August... Or was it September... 2004... Until December 2005... I think it was August 2004... till December 2005... I worked in the sales department and then from December 2005 until June 2007 I worked in the compliance department which is the one I liked doing and when I was in sales I was a top compliance person so I would there was one other person that used to I used to duel with who um, she wasn't nearly as good as me. It was touch and go. Sometimes you take it, but I'd say. So you get, I think it was 25 quid for each compliance that was 100%. So you'd literally. You, you ticked every single box. Not many people did it. You had to, I think the pass mark was. 60 or maybe 65 you know you got nothing for passing you just but if you got below that you'd lose a percentage of your bonus I never lost any percentage of my bonus ever I wasn't you know not until I went to the last job I hadn't been a wow and anyway me and this other I forget what her name is I was in love with her and everything. And I remember she asked me if I'd do some hypnosis with her. It was on a night out. It was like a... a, You know what? As far as the company goes, it was quite a good company. I got on really well with the people I worked with in sales. And then I went down into the compliance up into compliance I can't remember which floor it was on and because I'd always still been friends with the people from the sales a couple of people seemed to have the with me but not not one person ever sort of um, got aggressive with me or anything even though I'd mark someone and they'd lose like 300 pound for the month because I'd marked their things, and some people even got disciplinary and everything, but not one person ever came up to me and says, yeah, "Never." And so, and I think part of the reason for that is because well, there might be different reasons, but I'm just a nice guy, man. I'm just nice is because I proved myself as being the most compliant person for over a year in the sales department. No one could touch me. I was getting 100% in practically every every one I did. And I think we had... Yeah, there was... Um, I think it was four. That's it, it was four. Four were done a month. And so that'd be twenty-five pound for each hundred. So anyone that got a hundred percent would get twenty-five pound bonus cash. And we'd get our bonuses weekly in cash. And our salary monthly. So the salary was twelve and a half grand back in two thousand and four. On the sales. Of twelve and a half grand. Twelve and a half thousand pound. And. I was earning. Twenty five thousand. With the bonus. So again, it's not a lot of money. But it's still doubled. Doubled my money. As I did with Churchill as well. That was twelve grand. And I have got twenty four grand a year. Should have been fifty. Anyway. This bonus. Because I wasn't. Um. The sales wasn't as easy there. It was really there was better salespeople there than me. But this new company the company I started working at at Churchill, there's only one person better than me. Although that person was also at this new this other company. He's the one that got me the job. So he'll always be better than me. <laughs> it's just at that. I think he's just he's just brilliant. I used to listen to him at Churchill. Um, because, I I feel, I don't know why, but I was allowed, I got permission to listen. Oh no, sometimes, um, the team leader would get me to listen to other people's calls to to check they're doing them right and everything, especially because they'd like help, I'd be doing a little bit of training, maybe to sit someone next to me that was new and, Whoever sat next to me became better just by sitting next to me. Uh, I think it was um Eva. They got you know, they they absorbed the cell the sales thing, you know. That's what I said to my, my manager. I feel like that's the reason and he said, No, the reason why they get better is because we tell them as soon as they become better at selling, they can move away from you. Oh, that's nice. And I did it to a different building. Oh, lovely. Different town. That's okay, you can stop now. And different country. No, wait, wait, stop, stop. And I'd listen to their calls. Sometimes I'd actually be on the call and I'd take it over. i said, just pass it on to me. Or I'd tell them what to say. So just, just keep them talking. Because you can tell, I don't know, sometimes like all you need to do, someone wants to take it out. and you just, Well, all you need to do is just talk. Just keep talking. Not Not horribly, not, but just nicely, just keep talking. <laughs> Eventually they just give in. Eventually they said, well, you know what? I don't want to spend the next three hours dealing with someone else. Really weird. These glasses I've got on, these are for my reading and the television's on. And there's the bodyguard, bodyguard, bodyguards, bodyguard or something. And the faces were distorted with these glasses on. They don't. They look like masks. They don't even look like real faces. Isn't that weird? Anyway, um. So yeah, I. I used to. I talked about this before, but like I had. Quite the minimum, I ever got as a bonus for the. Being compliant. That's about the sales. The sales are a separate thing. Um, The compliance would be. Because I didn't used to have it. When I first started working there. And people were so bad. And they realised that. salespeople Generally. Don't. They're not motivated by losing money. (laughs) Funny that isn't it. But they decided they'll motivate people by um by giving them money for doing well they'd get to 100% knowing that most people wouldn't even attempt it but then they'd lose money if they got under the 60% or 65% which is quite hard to do really you know it's and especially if you're doing something all day long, it's the same thing. A little bit different customer service, but for renewals, sales, maybe renewals have got a little bit more. No, actually, I'd say renewals have got less. They've probably got more scope for price. Yeah, they've got little offers they can do and different ways they can reduce the price in order to sort of keep a customer. You know, because all they basically get renewals is customers phoning up and saying, Yeah, I've got my renewal form through and it's £90 more than it was last year. And I've got one more year's no claims bonus. So shouldn't it be 30% less or whatever? And the renewals would say, no, nice, that would be the price. It's £90. Do you wanna, should we get that set up for you now? No, it's too much money, and eventually they'll get a price that's a lot cheaper, depending on how long the per- how much fuss the person's willing to make. Salespeople, generally, in my experience, it might change now. It wasn't like that. You got a price, and that was kind of it. You know, you could sometimes get reduction in the company that I was with. They could sometimes do discounts. The um, it's the same script. It's the same stuff over and over again with each call. So, in order to not do it properly, it almost takes effort. You know, it's I don't know. It's in order to. In order to brush your teeth with a different hand it would take effort to do that, wouldn't it? Because we're used to our routines. I've got a certain way that I wash the the cutlery. Sometimes you know, sometimes I wash it first, sometimes I flush a toilet first. I mean, you know, I've got different but you know it's generally it's pretty much the same way most times. But If there's, I suppose it's hard to explain because it might be out of kind of a weird concept, the whole like selling car insurance, but millions of people do it and millions and millions of people work in call centres doing the equivalent, really. You know, answering the phones, customer service, and... Dealing with complaints and yeah, but so I was given my boss, my immediate supervisor, a lovely bloke, really really nice, and I thought he was going to be there forever. He'd be he'd be getting into work about seven thirty or six thirty in the morning. And he'd have it'd have half the day's work done before I even got there and then one day we got me and Pammy got called into the office with the not the, but the big manager the the boss Claish the door weren't you he said to me I said, okay, then he said, Don't mock me. That's how I actually talk. So you're not talking like that now, are you? He said, Well yes, but oh, very confusing. And he said, Oh by the way, what's his name? He's leaving? Nick or Bob or whatever his name was. Oh he's leaving. He's giving his nervous in. And I knew then that my part time position was going to be under threat because he was taking on the overflow, you know, if it was needed. But I was coming in when I was doing full time. I'd just pot a I'd, I'd just take it easy. When I turned part time, I'd come in and I'd work straight through. You know, I'd get I'd get pretty much as much done. In my part-time hours, as I was full-time, and then I was called into the office myself just after he left, saying, "Yeah, part you have to go full-time or leave." See, so I think on reflection, the fact that I had a doctor's note and I had. I'd gone bankrupt. Due to my illness. So. A. A judge in court. Recognised. The. Fact that I'd been. Put on part time hours. Due to. My illness. The judge recognised that. But. My boss didn't seem to so I don't know I'm sure there would have been something I could have done something about that but I couldn't be bothered and I kept going backwards and forwards because I liked the job really did like the job I liked the people I worked with although the place was going down the Swanee and it did the whole place just crumbled about a year or so after I left the place closed but uh, happened to the one, my last one as well. I think it's the building's now flats. Seriously, it's just... It wouldn't surprise me if a lot of these places just start working from home. Which I think it's just, it's not the same. It's that even I'm not, you know, a big socializer, perhaps don't necessarily feel too comfortable, but I get used to it. It takes me ages, but, you know, I start getting used to things. And the only time I've ever really made friends was at work or outside of work, you know, (laughs) know, just generally at work or I suppose during the comedy years, i would made friends, you know, there, but. technically I guess that was at work as well kind of uh, the Buddhist centre made some friends and I've made a few friends living here I've made a few friends you know, living in places but I've moved around a lot but I don't you know I don't go to clubs I'm talking even when I was younger I didn't not allowed in clubs at my age I don't think but I didn't go to clubs hardly ever I went a few times when I was in my 20s but or even pubs I just always found pubs too aggressive just because I didn't drink if I drunk I didn't care that was the weird thing about it I think Um. It's easy to be around drunk people if you're drunk that's that's all I always found that if I was drunk i didn't just it was easy because I just I'd be probably as obnoxious as they are so well, I don't need to be drunk to be obnoxious <laughs> I'm naturally I'm just noxious and yeah oh so I left I, I was going to stay when I said I was going to I was going to leave then I said well, I'm going to stay the lady in HR was so excited I was going to stay and honestly she's lovely and then I, I thought about it and I thought no no I'm going to apply for a university course and I think I'd already applied I mean, in my mind, I was going to do the university course and work part-time. Sort of, I think, in my mind, but I thought, no. Let's go for this. University course, I never thought I'd ever be able to do that. I never thought I'd ever be able to go to university. genuinely didn't think it was possible. and I applied for this counselling course this counselling degree and I got the information from guidance and everything from the charity that I was volunteering at because I really loved the counsellors were so nice I thought if I can be like that if I can just be nice be a nice person I wonder what that would be like So that's why I kind of wanted to become a counsellor. But not the only reason. Um, I've been reading counselling books and studying counselling since... Wow. 98? So yeah, so nine years before I've been studying, reading. In fact, I read... I think I was 17 when I read um, the book on Freud's life. Life story, massive book. I'm reading it on the pay, on the beach when I was seventeen. So I always had a an interest, I guess, in psychology and psychotherapy and you know that kind of stuff. Didn't expect to get onto the course. I genuinely didn't. Didn't expect it, and I did go on. I was like, wow. And when they accepted me, I then had to go to what well, I needed to fill in the UCAP what well, I don't know the student loan grant thing, and I didn't know how to do it. And I went into the uni- the college, and I said, "Can you please help me to fill this in? Because I don't know how to fill in forms. In is not. It's sometimes my brain freezes when I get get to fill a form, and it's just how it used to be." And this lady sat there as she was so patient with me and we did it all there and then applied for everything, uh, grants, loans, you know, everything, anything that was available really, just standard stuff. I didn't know what I was doing and I ended up, we see, yeah, I remember I received a letter saying, yep. You've got the got the loan, and I think it was I think it was even the same week as being no it wouldn't be the same week. I don't know but anyway I've got it's a bit muddled I haven't got any of the letters now. I should have kept them shouldn't I? That's the one one of the problems of moving around a lot and I don't have. Not having had the stable place to live. I've not been able to collect as much rubbish as I would normally. Yeah, a lot of paperwork. I do now. I keep pretty much all my paperwork. Bills and all my stuff. I've got bills for the last five years here. Although things are gradually moving more and more online. But it's just... Just remember, it was like wow, because at the time I just started dating a new lady. Well, she wasn't new; she was, I think, she was same age as me, maybe older. No, younger. She was probably thirty-two, something like that. So she wasn't new, but she was new to me. And she was in charge, she was the, she was my volunteer supervisor at one of the charities and then she left and then we started going on this course together, which was a befriending course, no no, she was still there when we did that, Went, went on a befriending course and we used to travel up to Norwich I think once a week for about. Four, five, six weeks. And when we first started travelling up there, I'd hide from her. Because <laughs> it's true. Because the idea of travelling on train and training, having, having to talk to somebody for the journey didn't really thrill me. Because I was tired. It was, you know, it was early in the morning. I was getting the fare paid, but still, it was too early. So I wanted to just sit on the train and and I nearly said sit on the choo choo, sit on the choo choo and just close my eyes. But I couldn't do that with her because we'd we'd chat to each other. So I travelled up, I think, the first time together, the second time I kind of avoided her. And then every time after that I kind of was with her. And then we ended up dating. Ended up going out together with each other. So everything was falling into place. I had a girl lovely girlfriend. She had about a hundred children, but you know, she's she was really funny, really funny person and like humorous. Made me laugh. And and then I got a job in Sainsbury's for Christmas, which would have, I reckon, led to a proper job, uh, part-time, if I'd, have done it, yeah, if I'd have done the job properly. I, was, I needed a part-time job to, in order to, to get by, really, in three years of full-time education. I had the grants and everything. It was basic. To cover rent. And food. Everything other than that was. I kind of needed money for. I had somewhere to live that was cheap. In the. Buddhist community. Because I was able to work part time. And live there. And still be able to afford the rent. And then. I started the university course. And. Everything went sour in where I lived one of the people that lived there started behaving very very strangely so I had to move out I had to get out of there and I couldn't find anywhere that I could afford in that town and my girlfriend she said to me why don't you call up the college and see if they've got any student accommodation um, private you know you can, they can give you numbers for. So I said, "Oh, right, I'll do that." Did that, and they—the college was in a different town to where I was living, and I found a room in a different, in the same town, you yeah. know, the, the, the new town, which was cheap. It was the cheapest one I could find and the only one I could afford. So I moved. My girlfriend was upset, so we split up, even though it was her idea. Maybe she wasn't upset. (laughs) Maybe it's her way of splitting up with me. I couldn't do the part-time job because I'd moved to a different town. I lost contact with all my friends. And yeah, it was really weird. So, I was in this town. Didn't know anybody. Uh, A couple of Buddhists, because there's a Buddhist centre here as well. So I started going to the Buddhist centre. I knew a couple of people that I'd met previously like the previous years. Uh, one that I was very good friends with. But then he moved to the other town. So I said, I wonder if he moved to get away from me. And... So yeah. And then I sort of started to make friends in the Buddhist centre. And made friends with some people in the college course. And and that was it ended up staying there finished the college course the 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 degree in fact I finished the diploma after the second year I became self employed so I was self-employed during the third year of the degree so I was working with clients getting paid As well as um, Not many but As well as Studying and doing the dissertation And all that stuff As well as travelling up to London Twice a week um, because so I had this little job up there as well in the comedy club, so I'd be going up there twice a week for, yeah, for about six months. Because the third year there was hardly there wasn't much classroom time. It really was about the dissertation. It was, you know, there was other stuff. There was psychology, and, but it was very much dissertation, dissertation, dissertation. Uh, a few modules, essays, but it's mainly dissertation. That's what it was about. So that was a very, that was the hardest year, the third year out of all, you know. And then, and that's weird. And I, then I get, so I'm staying in this place, this room. I finished my course in 2010. I get my graduation in November, I think it was 2010 or October November and then January 2011 I get evicted. (laughs) So, oh great. I was like, well. And then I live there, then I move to one other place, then I move to another place and then I move here yeah I move here oh yeah here yeah here oh that's so cute I know so yeah and that was 5 years ago or 5 April May June July 5 years and 3 months that was probably one of the most boring recordings I've ever done, but (laughs) it's supposed to be boring, isn't it? It's supposed to be. So, it kind of ticked. It ticked the boring box, but it might not have ticked some of the other boxes. (laughs) But hey, you can't fill all the boxes, you can't fill every box up at the same time. Anyway, I don't know what that means anyway. I'm going to go now. I'm going to have to check up on the little bird. Oh. So take care of yourselves. Remember to be kind to yourself. Because you deserve to be happy. Do something kind for yourself today. Lots of love. Why?